the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous day. And uh, we're so thankful for uh, you and your partnership. This is Let Us Reason. If you're tuning in, I'm your host, Al Fadi. And uh, with me here again in studio, my dear brother, Sam Shimon. And we are continuing, uh, basically, with our series that started it last week uh, in relationship to a hot topic that uh, has been uh, basically going viral lately. And the topic has to do with if Jesus is God... Why would he be praying for the Father? And we talked about that last week, so you can always go to our archive, uh, Let Us Reason, basically, uh, either on sirainternational.com or iTunes, or even go uh, just and search for Let Us Reason on the web, and you'll come across this particular episode. But today we're going to continue with the topic, and we're going to turn the table now. If our Muslim friends really have a serious problem with why Jesus is praying to the Father, which we have no issue with that whatsoever, as Sam articulated perfectly using scripture, we now want to ask the same question as to why Allah is worshiping. In other words, if you're having problem with our Lord Jesus Christ praying to the Father, and we can explain it from the scripture, now the burden of proof is on our Muslim friends now to explain to us this dilemma that they're faced with. And as, as always, I always try to remind people, if you're living in a very, 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 very thin glass house, Try not to throw boulders at others because all we have to do is just flick a piece of sand and your very thin glass house will come down trembling, basically. So, brother, uh, uh, thank you again for joining us, and I'm going to turn the table over to you right now. Yes, right. And I just want to thank you for having me to the use of the Lord Jesus to glorify him and serve his people. And as you know, I just invoke and praise and bless and magnify the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, asking the Father for the sake of the Son to anoint our words to speak truth without error, for the glory of Jesus and the power of the Spirit to convict Muslims to repent and strengthen Christians, and may he anoint the sound of our voices and give us the help we need to magnify Jesus. We love you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. With that said, I'd like to turn the tables, as you stated so wonderfully, that when Muslims bring up objections against the Christian faith, I like to encourage our brothers and sisters to do two things. Not just respond to the objection, which we need to, but then turn that same objection against them to show their inconsistency. If that's a valid reason to reject Christianity, then that same reason will lead them to reject Muhammad. And they should reject Muhammad for other reasons. But, like you said, people living in glass houses should not be throwing stones. Now, what do I mean? If Jesus praying to God, the Father, is a proof that he cannot be God, then this argument proves too much 
it actually proves that Allah of the Quran cannot be God either. And I just want to state right up off the bat, the God of the Quran is not the true God. So it is a fact. Allah is not God, but not for this reason. In other words, there are plenty of objections to Islam being true and the God revealed in the Quran being the same God we worship as revealed in Jesus. But this argument is not one of them. I'm simply turning the argument against them. Now, what do I mean? The same Quran that Muslims swear by, that they believe is the uncreated speech of their God, explicitly states that their God prays. Now, the problem, Al, as you know, is that many of the English translations butcher the Arabic, but see, they can't get away with that with you because you are a native Arabic speaker. Your mother tongue is Arabic. Now, let's go to chapter 33, verse 43. I'm going to read an English translation, which is the only English translation that I'm aware of. There may be other translations out there, but this is the only one that I have seen, both in print and online, that renders the Arabic verb correctly, and it's the Edward Henry Palmer's translation of the Quran, which is no longer copyrighted. It's now free, uh, it's the public domain. You can actually download this for free. 3343, and here's the point for the Muslims who are listening and the Christians. The Muslim God prays like his creatures do. 3343, he it is who prays. He it is who prays. You solely. For you and his angels, uh, for you, I'm sorry, and his angels too. He it is who prays for you and his angels too to bring you forth out of the darkness into the light. For he is merciful to the believers. Now, before I finish and comment on this text, do you have the Arabic in front of you, brother? I do have the Arabic in front of me. Can you read and the first line where it says, Allah and the angels pray? What does it say? And we said 43, correct? 43. Now, in Arabic, it may be 42, because the versification yeah. and the English is different from the Arabic. Yeah, the one that I have uh, is uh, verse 43 uh, in Surah uh, Al-Ahzab. Surah Al-Ahzab, verse 43, it says, alaykum wa and by the way, Sam, I have to tell you, if you were to give this verse to any Muslim initially and say, can you tell me what, does the, what is the meaning of the word you sully? Without even saying who is the who here, you know, right? Because, uh, who's, who's the uh, personal pronoun, I should say? Who is it talking to? The first thing they're going to tell you, oh, it's prayer. It's like uh, worship, basically. That's what it is. Exactly. Prayer and worship. And notice, I want the audience to hear how beautiful your Arabic is, so they cannot pull a fast one with you and say you don't know Arabic. You just read the Arabic perfectly, beautifully, by the grace of Jesus Christ. And it and says, he it is who prays, yusalli. Now, what does yusalli mean, brother? Yusalli is uh, just uh, the word for salah. I mean, in fact, uh, Hilali and Khan, basically, I like what they did. He says, he it is who sends salah, and then in parentheses, butchered it and says his <laughs> blessings. But Salah is yes. like when you go to the mosque or you pray the daily prayer, basically. Going down, yes, so you know, that, rituals up and down, basically. So in other words, so the people understand, this is the verb that the Muslims use to describe their prayer. Salah. And yet That's who's right. doing Salah? Allah is doing it. The Muslim God is performing Salah with the angels. Wow. You, you, you see that, right, brother? Now, I'm going to read Edward, uh, Edward Palmer's interesting footnote. If you can get the hard copy or find the PDF file, he has a footnote, 140, 145, 
colon one. Just notice his words carefully. He was a scholar of the Arabic. The same word, Salah, that's used here, is used as is rendered pray in all the other passages in the Quran. Though the commentators, meaning the Muslim scholars, interpret it here as meaning blessed. So too in the formula, which is always used after Muhammad's name, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, may God bless and preserve him, is literally, that Arabic expression literally is, may God pray for him and salute him. So Edward Palmer states quite clearly, when that verb, Salah, is used in every other place in the Quran, it always means pray. Amen. And yet Muslim scholars say blessing. But go ahead, brother. You're yeah, and I, and I was going to say something, you know, I'm, I'm really baffled by how my Muslim friends even uh, uh, want to pull a fast one on, on themselves like this. You know, in every prayer, and I'm sure you've heard this, Sam, every prayer, yeah. before yeah. you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, at the end of the prayer, you know, when they turn yeah. their head right and left, you know what yeah. uh, they've been, they say usually at that moment, they say a prayer to Muhammad and they say the following, uh, uh, Oh God, pray to Muhammad as yes. you, and his family, as you prayed to Abraham and his yeah. family. And here is, here's the, that's the first stanza. And the next stanza, you say, Oh Allah, bless Muhammad and his family. Yeah. So wh why would you be praying the same thing twice? I don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. What's interesting, that was one of the arguments I was going to bring up. So glory to God for you and your background. See, this is why Jesus is going to glorify his name through you. You came out of Islam so that the Lord can use your knowledge of Islam to show Muslims the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So... So far, we've Glory just established that Allah prays with the angels. But now let me break down the implication of the verse, because people may just get hung up on the fact that it says Allah prays. But let's now unpack this passage. Here it is, Allah prays for you, meaning you Muslims, and his angels too. Now we, we understand angels will pray, that's the given. Now why does Allah pray? Here's what's interesting. He prays to bring you forth out of the darkness into the light, is merciful to the believers. Now, I'm really confused. I can understand why angels would pray to Allah, asking Allah, bring people out of darkness into the light of Islam. Because supposedly Islam is the light, the nur of Allah, that guides people to the path of salvation. So I can understand angels saying, oh Allah, guide this one to Islam. But it says Allah is also praying the same thing with the angels. Allah and the angels are praying to bring people out of darkness into light. So now, Al-Fadi, help me understand. Islam says Allah is a singular consciousness. He's not a triunity. He alone, one person, even though they may not use the term person, he, that person is God alone. Why is Allah then praying to guide people out of darkness into the light? I thought he's the one who guides them into the light. Why does he have to pray to do that? And it is understand. It's very clear, brother, the Quran is filled with things like this, that the Allah of the Quran is doubting his ability. It's, he's always using phrases like that he may do this for you, uh, that he may do that for you. In other words, he's unsure of himself. This is a human language, by the way. Only humans think this way. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Now, that's not the only passage that has Allah praying. We're going to look at a second text, and we're going to deal with some of the objections briefly by the grace of God. The other text comes from the same chapter of the Quran, 33, 33, verse 56. Now I'll read Palmer, and then you can read the Arabic. 33, 56. Again, Palmer captures it beautifully and perfectly. Verily, God, meaning Allah, and his angels, and it uses the Arabic conjunction wa, and I'll explain the significance in a minute. God and his angels pray, you saloon, for the prophet. 
all you who believe, pray, salute for him, and salute him with the salutation. So one more time, God and his angels, pray for the prophet, meaning Muhammad. You who believe, pray for him, and salute him with the salutation. Now, does the Arabic say pray? Can you read it for us? Absolutely. Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuha alladheena amanu sallu alayhi wasallimu taslima This is the verse that the, the proof text by the way why all Muslims whenever you drop the name Muhammad they stop doing anything and say sallallahu alayhi wasallam Beautiful I'm glad you mentioned that phrase because Palmer mentioned it Notice what he said folks to the audience listening Every time Muhammad's name is mentioned if they say it in Arabic they'll say sallallahu alayhi sorry sallallahu alayhi wasallam Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now, literally, sallallahu means the prayers of Allah. Allah's prayers and his peace be on Muhammad. That's what literally that expression means. Sallallahu. Allah's prayers, not his blessing. Because the word for blessing in Arabic is barakah. The word for mercy in Arabic is rahmah. But here it's sallallahu. Allah's prayers and sallam peace be on Muhammad. Why do they do that? Because as our brother said, this verse in the Quran says to Muslims, you pray for Muhammad, and here's why. Here's the incentive. Why should I pray for Muhammad if I'm a Muslim? And the passage tells us, because Allah himself and the angels are praying for Muhammad. So if Allah himself prays for Muhammad, how much more should you be praying for Muhammad? Isn't that amazing? That's, that's right. And I love Hilalian Khan, by the way. I mean, they, they, I, I think the Hilalian Khan, uh, uh, basically, translation is a confused one. Whomever did it was confused, honestly. Look what they said. They said, Allah sends his Salat. They did in Arabic, knowing that not everybody can understand this. And then in parentheses, yeah. they said, graces, honors, blessings, mercy, etc. And then he says, on the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It's like they couldn't stop from saying something like this. <laughs> yeah. You see, even the Muslims are embarrassed by the fact that the Quran says their God prays, they have to explain it away. But glory to Jesus Christ. God in the Sophie raises up witnesses who know the language of the Quran, like Al Fadi, to expose its darkness so that Muslims can see the glorious light and beauty of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to look at some narrations attributed to Muhammad where he confirms Allah prays. And you let me know how much time we have because there's plethora of information here. And to encourage your audience, they need to go back to our websites, and we'll give them the links later, because you have all this documented in our videos and articles, so they can use this information in their witness to Muslims. Now, a Amen, and I want to tell people that me and my brother will continue to do even YouTube videos, and this topic, yes. you, can, you can rest assured, will be at the top of the list of things we'll yes. be working on. And we have about yes. 10 minutes, brother. Okay, good. Glory to God. Let me just look at some narrations and some objections real quick. And Lord willing, we'll do a, a show for YouTube for, for your channel. Now, this comes from Biyad al-Salihin. Biyad al-Salihin, the Meadows of the Righteous. It's a, it's a narration attributed to Muhammad. Translated by Aisha Bulin. Abu Umama reported that the Messenger of Allah said, the Messenger, this is Muhammad now, Allah and his angels and the people of the heavens and the earth, even the ants in their rocks and the fish, pray. For blessings on those who teach people good. Now, let me repeat it again. This comes from Tirmidhi, one of the Hadith collectors. Notice all the individuals that pray for those who teach people good. Allah and his angels and the people of the heaven and the earth, even the ants in their rocks and the fish pray. Now, no Muslim would deny that angels pray, inhabitants of heaven and earth pray. Now, what's a little weird is that ants 
and fish trade, but that's another topic. Muhammad actually thought everything, even inanimate objects, trees and stones, had consciousness, could speak and be spoken to, and could actually pray. That everything is in a state of worship. We'll talk about that in the future. But no one would deny that angels and people on earth and in heaven pray. But it says that Allah joins them. Allah and his angels and the people of the heavens and the earth, all of them are praying yeah. for those who teach people good. And you know, brother, I just want to say one thing. Uh, when, when I'm studying now the early Quranic manuscripts, you will notice that some of the manuscripts, the scribes will take the word wa, the, which is the conjunction, and replace it with inna for uh, basically an, uh, uh, you know, an assurance and indeed basically saying. And here yeah. we see this phrase, inna Allah, meaning for certainly, a certainty that Allah is doing this. Not that it's yeah. if, maybe. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, go yeah. ahead, brother. No, no, I'm just saying, because you cut off for a minute, but yeah, I hope you made the point. But yes, you're right. Inna, it, it, it's emphasis, most assuredly. But now, going back to 3356 real quickly, if anyone wants to deny that Allah prays, they have to deny that angels pray, because the verse says, Allah, wa, you mentioned the law, and the angels pray. That means Allah is part of a group that's praying, and that group that prays, are angels. The angels are praying with Allah. Allah is praying with angels. Now, which Muslim would deny that angels pray? No Muslim. But when it says Allah and his angels are performing this action, Allah and his angels are praying, now they want to tell us prayer for Allah means something other than when it's used for the angels. Now, grammatically speaking, since you know Arabic, can they get away with that? No, they can't because the, the formula in the Arabic doesn't even allow for this. The English is like they butchered it. I mean, they're all over the board, but the Arabic cannot allow for this because it's saying, indeed, Allah and the angels, both together as a group doing this. See? So if the angels are actually praying, then Allah must be praying because he's joining them. They're performing the same action. Now, here's another passage that shows Allah prays. And this will respond to one of the objections. I'll try to now wind it down because I know time is fleeting. But by the grace of God, I'll try to pack as much meat as possible. Chapter 2 of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 157. As we read this, I'll use this to refute an objection against the notion that the Muslim God prays. Because this now opens the question. Since Allah is a singular consciousness, He's not a triune being like the God of the Bible, the true God revealed in Christ. Who does he pray to when he prays for anyone? When Allah prays for believers, Allah joins angels for, uh, to pray for Muhammad. We know angels pray to Allah when they pray for someone. Who does Allah pray to when he prays for Muhammad or someone? See, that's the problem. The Muslims see the problem and try to explain it away. But in chapter 2, verse 157, and if you have the Arabic, I'll have you read it right after this. Chapter I am 2, ready. verse 157. Let me read the English and then you can read the Arabic. Upon them, Upon this group rest the prayers and mercy from their Lord. Salawatun min rabbihim wa rahmatun. Upon them the prayers and mercy from their Lord and those they are the truly guided. Now, how does the Arabic speak, brother? <clears throat> uh, the, the Arabic basically uh, is saying, Ula'ika alayhim salawatun min rabbihim wa rahmah. 
Notice it's, it's kind of funny, really. I'm going to repeat it again. And here's why I'm saying it's funny, brother. Remember we just said that they try to get away with the word prayer, salah, as if it's mercy? Well, here is the word yeah. mercy is used separate That's from the, the word salah. You got. Yeah. Ah, you got yeah. why I brought this up. One of the objections is when Allah prays, that means he's showing mercy. Can't be, because here the word for prayer, it's plural, salawat, is used with rahmah, mercy. So they don't have the same meaning. Because they're used together to mean two different things. His prayers and mercy. So if a Muslim ever tells me, Al-Fadi, Allah's prayers is his mercy. Doesn't this verse prove that's a lie? That's wrong? Yeah, lie and mis misunderstanding, basically. I mean, this is the sad thing, brother. I mean, I'm so thankful for ministries like yours because a lot of Muslims just hear what they're being told. They don't think for themselves. They parrot whatever they're uh, asked to memorize. And uh, that's why these ministries are important because we want them to go and examine it for themselves. If they read Arabic, they'll see it right away, right there in front of them, their eyes. Hallelujah. So glory to God. Here we see that Allah's prayer or prayers, Allah, salawat, cannot mean his mercy, because here it says, Allah bestows his prayers and mercy. Two different words, meaning two different things. Now, some Muslims try to get around this by saying, well, Allah's prayers mean his blessing, and the Arabic word is barakah. Now, you already mentioned this, but I'm going to repeat it for the benefit of the audience. This is found in the abridged English translation of one of the greatest Muslim scholars who ever lived, Ibn Kathir, and you can read his translation online for free. In explaining chapter 33, verse 56, his explanation of 33, verse 56, Muhammad commands his companions to pray for him. So now, one of his companions said, this comes from Kaab bin Ujra. It was said, O Messenger of Allah, with regard to sending salam, peace upon you, we know about this. But how about salah? In other words, how do we pray for you? Now notice, and Al-Fadi stated, five times a day in their daily acts of worship, Muslims have to repeat this. So Muhammad said, say, O oh Allah. Now this is again <clears throat> translated by Salafi, so they transliterate the Arabic, not translated. O oh Allah, send your salah upon Muhammad, upon the family of Muhammad, as you sent your salah upon the family of Ibrahim. Verily you are the most praiseworthy, most glorious. And then now notice, O oh Allah, send your blessings upon Muhammad, upon the family of Muhammad, as you sent your blessings upon the family of Ibrahim, verily you are more, most praiseworthy, most glorious. So here, when Muhammad taught them to pray, he says, ask Allah to send his salah and his barakah, his prayers and his blessing upon me and my family like he did for Abraham. So now, brother, how can the word salah mean blessing when here in the prayer, Muhammad says, tell Allah, ask Allah, send me your salah and your blessing. How can it mean the same thing? Absolutely. It cannot be. I mean, it's it's almost like you're you're really, uh, uh, you know, lying to yourself if you're thinking this way, because here in the prayer itself, it's distinguished. It's almost a redundancy. And I can tell you, I can use this usually with Muslims and say, so what you're telling me is when you prayed it the first time, you're not trusting that God is going to hear you. So you repeat it again in different way. Excellent. See, that's why God has raised you up to be a mighty soldier. And I pray God's richest blessings on you and your family and use you and support you, because we need more people like you, brother. So now, before I continue, I don't even know how much time I have. Do I have any more time to impact them, or we got to wind you it have, up? You have about two minutes, pro uh, probably. Oh, okay. well, all right, well, let me just then quote the final source, and we'll sum it up. Uh, this comes from Ashifa by Kari Iyad Musa Al-Yasubi. Now, all these references are on our website, free of charge. 
Please get the links at the end and use the material for the glory of Christ. Here again, this renowned Kadi, Kadiyad, in his book says that prayer does not mean blessing. It is said, I'm quoting the English translation by Aisha Buley, page 25. Page 25. It is said that they pray means they invoke blessing, barakah. However, when the Prophet taught people to pray on himself, he made a distinction between the words Allah and barakah. He distinguished between the word prayer and blessing. So here this Muslim says it can't mean the same thing. Allah's prayer cannot mean his blessing because Muhammad said, ask Allah to send me his prayers and blessing. So here one of the greatest Muslim scholars says it does not mean the same thing. So what's the point? For the life of me, I cannot understand how Allah can pray if he's a singular consciousness. A triune God can pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit can pray to one another. Jesus' men can pray to the Father. But Allah is one person. Who does he pray to when he prays for anyone? That's the Amen. And uh, we, we are uh, running out of time, so we definitely going to have to continue this next week, Lord willing. So hopefully everybody will join us and will listen to this. And uh, until we do that, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. Please listen to the previous episode of how you can support my dear brother here on his YouTube channel, Shamonian, and also on our YouTube channel, Sira International. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.